Hello everybody and welcome back to Entertainment Talk and welcome back to the top 5 best games of all time or at least the ones that I've played. Uh, so we're continuing with our holiday content here. Uh, you guys yesterday would have had the reveal of number 3 and of course number 2 and number... and uh, sorry, number 3, 4 and 5, not number 2 and number 1. Uh, this is the reveal of number 2, it is for The Witcher 3. And um, yeah, I'm going to tell you why uh, this is... Maybe the best open world game out there. There's a lot of different ones. And of course we have already an open world game in this list. In Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, which was at number 5. Um, but I feel like The Witcher manages to almost be an unofficial Game of Thrones game. In a certain way. Because it has that like witchery-esque stuff. You know. with Along with the title. But that sort of sword and sorcery story. With like dragons. And, and uh, I think it's griffins that you can fight as well. And managing to have some really cool combat. And to give you a great character in Geralt as well. And a character that is almost a bit Batman-esque in a way. Because he's you know, very sort of, I guess brooding might be the word to use. And he's, you know, uh, has has issues of his own and stuff. But of course with Geralt it's the uh, the no emotions thing. Which I think applies to the, to the witches. Uh, with Batman it's more just, you know, parent issues and trauma and all that kind of stuff. Um... But uh, no, The Witcher 3 managed to do something that I, I don't think other games have managed to do, which is give you this, like, very massive world, uh, which you can get kind of lost in, and to give you the exploration that's really, really rewarding, um, to give you combat that is re that granted it takes a little bit of time to get used to, but once you get used to it and you get into the flow of the game and you understand what you're doing, it really does quite reward you quite nicely in that way as well. Um, I feel like with this as well, you get a very big sort of world story as opposed to like a gang-based thing like in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and I spoke about some brief comparisons in um, my Red Dead Redemption 2 podcast, which was... How this game and how Red Dead Redemption 2 handles side quests. Now with this game it's more of a case of. You get side stories. Instead of like mini encounters. You still get some mini encounters. But just not in the same way that you do in Red Dead Redemption 2. But I feel like with CD Projekt's Red ability to. Again give you a massive lengthy story. But also give you these little side quests. That give you characters that I think sometimes you meet later on. And that sort of thing. And to kind of. Not attempt to blend it together. But sort of. Uh, still make it matter to you. Depending on you know. If you like the characters that, that you approach in the game. And with. Um, it's ability to just be this massive. Again like Game of Thrones esque video game. But without being Game of Thrones. I feel like it is very. First of all very special. And second of all very difficult to do. Um. And also like with the DLC and stuff, having the ability to uh, give you essentially like new parts to stories, but have it be almost, because uh, the, the, the first and second DLC are almost the length of certain actual games, or in fact they're even longer than certain games as well, because they're like 20, 30 hour uh, little DLC things which are quite cheap as well. Uh, I mean you can get this, this game, the, the Game of the Year edition, which has everything in it. For like £25 in the UK. Which like £25 might be a lot to some people. It might be. But 
the value and the time you're getting for that is just incredible because you can really I feel like what Witcher maybe manages to do best is uh with its sort of um with its combat sort of set that you get with with the, with the sort of armor set and the weapon set that you get and having this ability again to reward you when like earlier on you don't really have much and everything like that and I've said to some people before um when you start the Witcher 3 I would say go and ex- this might sound a little bit tedious but go and just explore for like 10 hours and uh go and like you know go into the into the sea go go under the water go and explore some ships and just go off the beaten path for like a long time get yourself some like master swords and armor and that sort of thing and then you'll be even better equipped for uh what's to come later because i did the opposite which was where i tried to not rush through the story i definitely didn't try to rush through this game but i was like huh i've heard that there's like a really really cool story here uh you know with all the characters involved which i'll get to in a minute but um because i was i was at a point i think with, with, with the early part of the game where i was severely underpowered and i was getting killed and all that sort of stuff and some people were saying to me like yeah sometimes it can be a little tedious to explore in some games but it's not in this game and it's also very very rewarding um and like with you getting money and stuff and with again just the little stories they tell with the with the side quests and everything like that um but i feel like with the witcher 3 it just manages to to just give you such a big world of stuff to do and to give you how can i describe it really just a massive epic big world of full of characters who have like very unique personalities and stuff and you can have different relationships with and everything and uh there's even like you know uh is it Triss and uh, Yennefer and you have to decide between those two women and which one to go for if you even do want to go for one I, I don't know if that's a story option because uh, there's also multiple paths you can take in this game this is an interesting game in terms of that as well because I remember some people saying hey you do get like dialogue choices and story choices like whether to kill certain people and do this and that and etc but um when I was going through the game I didn't feel like the game was sort of like hey you've made this choice it's going to massively dramatically affect things it didn't like punch me in the face with that but it did kind of subtly bring it up of like uh hey this guy's in charge of this town if you kill him people might be after you and stuff and then obviously you can you can tell more with the bigger choices in this game because uh it will be like bigger much much bigger story moments where you have to make bigger choices but i'm talking as well about like some smaller choices where you decide to kill someone or not and that sort of thing and uh that sort of tying in with the characters and how people react to you and everything i think is fantastic um I also do feel like the general gameplay is really, really satisfying. Um, I remember, um, I can't remember if this is what people said, but, like, they said, sort of, if you focus on one uh, of the signs that you have, which is the sort of spells or, or, the, or the, the things that you have, um, the things that you can cast, uh, that it will sort of reward you quite a bit. And very early on in the game, I, I knew that I would, uh, be going f- to upgrade the Igni. Now the Igni is the um, the fire thing. There's also ones that they have. They have the uh, mind control thing, which I think is where you can like stop an enemy. They have um, an area where the, a thing where you can put like a an area down, and like the enemy gets locked there for a minute. Uh, they have the um, 
can't remember what they called it, but it was like you, you can push an, you can physically push an enemy back. Obviously not certain enemies, but you may have to upgrade your stuff as well. Uh, they had five of them. I'm pretty sure it was, it was Igni, which was the fire. They had the um, the uh, the sort of like telekinesis, the pushing back stuff. They had the mind control thing. They had the um, area control thing. And they had another one which I can't quite remember. Um, I probably didn't use the last one which I can't remember the name for. But um, yeah, early on in the game I just felt like, you know, my combination of upgrading my swords or getting better swords. And mixing that with Igni and sort of using them both. And, you know, learning to like, you know, parry and dodge in the correct way. Uh, really quite rewarded me and stuff like that. And uh, there's a, I think there's a bit later where, yeah, you can get an Igni upgrade where... You sort of stand there and shoot a burst of fire out until, like, you know, you, you run out of it. And then you can upgrade that as well, of course. And uh, it will be interesting with certain enemies where, like, I would feel much more challenged. Because I would go to put Igni on someone and then the game would, like, say, hey, they're, like, you know, invulnerable to that. And I'd have to work my way around it and then, um, and that sort of thing. But, uh, no, I just think being... Almost the Game of Thrones of video games in terms of the massive, big, epic world. Because uh, you think about how good Game of Thrones manages to do that with the with the uh, with its own kind of open world, I suppose, uh, even though it's a show, and have just this epic, big world with lots of characters and really cool, like fighting scenes. If you basically took that and put it in a video game, but had you know Witcher characters and you and you changed, I suppose the plot because it's not a fight for the throne. Um. That's essentially what The Witcher is, and I think it's really, really kind of special in that way. And it's also, I mean, I know I'm making the game perhaps sound a bit more basic, but I think the reason that The Witcher is particularly special is because no other open world game in terms of this genre, because Red Dead is different in a way. It is an open world game, and it manages to do its own unique things, but it's also an entirely different genre. It's a western, and this is more of, you know, fantasy and that sort of stuff. Um... But no other game has really managed to do this in this genre. And I feel like that's also what sets it apart. And puts it so high up on this list and everything. Uh, so yeah. That's basically why Witcher is number 2 in this list. Uh, obviously all these games I recommend you, you go and play. Um, and that sort of thing. Uh, so what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to drop you guys a nice kind of surprise. Because what I plan to do. And I haven't recorded the other two podcasts yet. But I will do after this. Is uh, I'm going to be dropping these episodes at 7pm each day. Just That's just the time I sort of picked. And then I'm going to. Because you guys will hear this on the 24th of December. So instead of me dropping an episode on you know Christmas night at 7 o'clock. Uh, in 5 hours time. Or 4 hours 59 minutes. Uh, I'm going to be dropping the number one reveal and I'm going to be dropping our actual Christmas podcast episode. Uh, I'm going to record them straight after this so they should definitely still come out. Uh, so yeah, that's been, that'll be a nice surprise for you guys for it to sort of drop like that. Because um, you guys might have been expecting it tomorrow or you, or you might have think thought like, how could I drop an episode like that on Christmas Day? But I'm, I'm going to drop it sort of at midnight for you guys to, to, to have as well. And, uh, yeah, for, for that as well. So, thank you guys for listening to uh, my uh, second choice, or the, the number two slot in, in this list. Uh, but there's still the big one to reveal. What is the best game that I think I... What it, what do I think is the best game I've, I've ever played? Uh, of course, I've already revealed Crash in this list. So, um, 
And I've already told you that that game's, I think, the best in that. So, um, what will it be? You guys will find out in about five hours. If you, you know, if you listen to this at seven o'clock, if you listen to it later, you'll find out a little bit earlier, I suppose. But at the same time, but thank you guys for listening. EntertainmentTalk.org is, of course, where you can find all of the content. Uh, so yeah, I'll see you guys in a couple of hours, I suppose. Although I'll be, you know, sitting at home when this episode comes out anyway. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys are enjoying your break and your Christmas break and everything. And I shall see you in a few hours for the Christmas episode. And for the number one reveal. See you soon. Goodbye.